Shalosi, guys. Um, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, nanas, and pop pops, grandmas and grandmas, everybody all over the world. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to have you guys back in the room with me today. It's been a couple of weeks and it has been a lot going on. I'm sure for you too, out in your world, in your life, in your land. So welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of Just X Nana. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here as always. I know I start this kind of the same way. Um, I'm really excited to just talk to you about some real things going on. Um, since our last interaction, I was in the car. We were traveling. Uh, we had just buried my father-in-law. Um, we were just coming back from burying my uncle um, all within seven days of each other. So it has been a, it's been a it's been a cool little or not cool, but interesting um, little few weeks. So we're jumping right back into the swing of life and things are moving and time is still going. Um, so we're just going to jump in. OK, I pray that everybody's doing well. Everybody's in good health. And if you're not, hopefully we can give you just a minute to laugh and reflect and enjoy a moment in time. Is that OK? All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I was saying, it time is still moving. Right. Time is still going. Things are still happening. And I think that's the interesting thing about life in general. Um, if I've learned anything in the last 30 days, it's that life does not stop, right? Um, the only thing that stops life is death. And it only stops one person's life. It doesn't stop everybody's life. Uh, and I'm learning a lot about that phase, that change, um, that transition that happens as you get older and you experience death in a different space than you experienced it. Um, when you were a child. But today is not about that. Today is about two things. We are going to talk about fear in the grand scheme of things. And we're going to talk about sexual assault. I know what is happening. It's been some serious conversations that's come up. Um, serious topics that I've gotten in the last few weeks. And people want to hear about things. And I wanted to, I think when I first started this, I had this idea that we would talk about um, funny things and it would be this very charismatic um, talk show. And I think God is just kind of veering us in different directions. And I'm sure we'll eventually get back to some funny things. I think next week's episode, we're going to have my mother-in-law on there. Um, Hubby's coming back to the room. Um, we're going to be interviewing my aunt. So we have some people lined up, actually. So I'm excited. Um, and prayerfully, there will be many more of you guys that want to talk to me, that want to talk to the people out there. And I think it's important that you guys know that all I really want is for your voice to be heard, your questions to be answered, your concerns to be out there, your thoughts to be processed. Those are the things that I want. Um, and even in my current circumstance, I still want those things. I still want to hear what other people have to say. I don't want there to always just be McQuinta's thoughts, right? 
So, um, before we get started with part one of our topic, which, which is fear, and um, I wanted to bring to your attention, I was told after my last episode to make sure that I share how to get in touch with me, which is um, Just Ask Nana podcast on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to put the link when I post my podcast on Anchor and on Spotify, Facebook. Um, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you have already gotten into one of your podcast listening vehicles, which is Spotify and Apple, and we're available in all of those spaces. So if you would love to, I would love to have you. Please come follow us over at Just Ask Nana Podcast on Facebook, or you can follow me personally at McQuinta Islam on Facebook, and I'd love to see you there. I'd love to accept your friend requests, you know, and say hello and such. Um, anyway, so fear, right? Fear is a big deal. Um, I think people are scared of everything, especially, I heard somebody say, when you are a child, you're not scared of anything. And I was like, I don't know what child you're talking about. My kids are afraid of the world. (laughs) My kids are scared of anything. And I thought about my youngest, um, Mecca. Mecca is, he just turned six on October 4th. Happy B-Day, Mecca. Um, again, like I told you last time, my kids listen to the podcast on their phone or laptop. So I always like to say hi as if they're not in the same house as me, but don't judge. Okay. Whatever. Um, Mecca is not afraid of anything except scary movies. That is the only thing he does not have time for. Okay. He has jumped off of hills and cliffs. He literally, with no expectation of drowning, has jumped into a pool, unable to swim. He's jumped into lakes. He rides bikes. He has been on a motorcycle, like on a real, not, you know, a five-year-old motor, like on an adult-sized motorcycle. He has no fear of what could happen. And I think part of that is because he has no concept of what could happen. Um, and it's a beautiful place, right? To not have to think about, oh no, if I may, if I do this, like perfect example, when I was younger, my favorite thing in the world to do was to swing. Um, I love the swings. It was my favorite part of the playground. I got upset when all the swings were taken up, taken up. And I remember a couple years ago, we took my kids to the playground and <laughs> I was like, oh snap, they got swings, y'all. And it was like the real swings. It was on an old metal swing bar. And they didn't have the little plastic ones that you stick toddlers in. So I was so excited. And I jumped on the swing. And I'm swinging back and forth. And swinging comes back to you like riding a bike, right? Like once you've learned it, you're never unlearning it. And I'm just going. And I'm swinging. And I'm swinging. And then I realized, oh, snap. My body is higher than I had initially anticipated. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, no, because I'm because y'all know those who know me, I'm only five feet tall. So I'm super short. And I'm like, oh, snap. Uh, My feet don't touch the ground. How am I supposed to stop? And no, nothing I have ever learned or had tried as a kid had come to my mind, like stretching your feet out, swinging back and forth. Like none of those things were going to stop me. And I was enthralled 
and just fear like oh snap I'm about to die this is it y'all this is how it happens all this time in the world 32 years and I'm about to just yep the swing is what takes me out and I was just overwhelmed like yo and I remember getting off and I was like dude how were we making those how are we swinging 10 12 feet in the air and then jumping off mid-swing how are we making that conscious decision and then laughing about it because you you know you definitely landed but you just jumped up and laughed about it and went home rode your bike you went home and did other activities if I had jumped off that swing 10 feet in the air at 32 years old after four children and a whole husband the only thing I was going to do later is visit an ER okay I was not going to do I wasn't going to complete any additional activities I wasn't going to stop and be like oh snap yes I was supposed to go grocery shopping today grocery shopping would be two weeks down the line post fall like nah pimp (laughs) so I got to thinking um the other day when someone has suggested hey you know talk about some of the experiences that you've had in your life which is how we ended up on sexual assault um and they were asking me you know was I afraid of this space as an adult having girls of my own having children of my own or do I think about the possibility that they could be victims of those things and just like I felt on that swing um a few months ago I was embodied in fear I was completely overtaken by it um I shut down I was just I was kind of stuck like oh snap I had never thought about it like I had never actually considered that my children could be a victim of such a heinous act right um and yeah it is it is it is a scary place and I'm hearing all these celebrities coming out um talking about their experience um of being molested or raped or sexually assaulted um and then you have things like unbelievable on netflix that talks about um if you haven't seen it i would encourage you to go see it if you were ever especially if you've never experienced um that and i pray you never have but if you haven't or if you have um go go watch unbelievable it is a real life account of what it's like trying to get justice for your for somebody personally invading you for somebody raping you um I'm finding just in this conversation right now or just in talking to you guys that I didn't realize how difficult the word rape was and I'm trying to like (laughs) even though I'm like prepared to do the podcast today um I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about rape and we're going to talk about molestation. And immediately when the podcast came on, I'm like, oh, no, we're going to talk about sexual assault. And I'm like, it's not. And just thinking about it in the moment, I'm like, why is it so hard to say that four letter word? Why is it so difficult? And it makes my like my heart is racing. I am in the room by myself. Um, with my phone and my laptop and nobody's looking at me I'm not recording myself 
for a video of just my voice. And I am, again, yet another four-letter word, fear, has come up. And while I was sitting here, I looked up what fear is. And the noun, the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain. Whew. Jeez. The word rape. R-A-P-E. The word rape incites an unpleasant emotion that is caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain. And it's not even... It's not even the action that's happening to me currently. It's the, it's the memory. It's the thought. It's the remembrance of that, that moment in time, those moments in time um, that that happened. And while I'm thinking about it, I am sure that this is going to be a difficult episode for some of my family to listen to. Um, because it forces, it forces people to be confronted with a time that they've wanted to just remove from their memory altogether. Um, but this, this particular, this moment doesn't really have anything to do with me per se, but more the freedom of other people. Um, I was talking about, like I said, the, the show Unbelievable. It's a limited series. It's one season and it follows a young lady trying to tell someone, um, tell the police that she's been raped and they don't believe her. <laughs> and towards the end of it, one of the police, one of the attorneys says, people always believe when somebody says they were carjacked. If you say you were robbed, nobody ever says, well, what did you do to get robbed? It's always an automatic belief. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you were robbed. But when you say you were raped, says, are you sure? I, I mean, are you sure you were raped? You sure you didn't drink too much? Are you sure you didn't, you know, have on anything? Are you sure you didn't just sleep through, you know, or you had like a bad dream? Are you sure it's real? And why is that? Why is the initial assumption of rape that the person, the victim, is lying? Um, so maybe rape and fear go together. They are two horns of the same bull. Maybe fear is the bull and rape is just one horn. Um, I don't know. But the reason that this is so um, important to me is because it happened to me. And I don't know that... I know today is not the day that I'm going to say any names. Um, today is not the day that I'm going to explain what happened to me. Um, and that day may come. But... And I think maybe I started out saying I was going to say it and then as I've started talking in the last few minutes 
I'm just like, ah, maybe I'm not. <laughs> maybe I won't do it. Um, but last night when I was thinking about doing this episode, um, I said, I am going to confront my rapist one day. I'm going to confront him. I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to say, you know, you did this to me. And how are you living with yourself? And immediately tears, like I just wept in the middle of the night for about two hours. Like, oh my gosh, how could you possibly do this? What if he's changed? What if he has children? Well, I know he has kids, but um, you know, how would his kids deal with it? How is how would his family like? Okay, well, what if it's in a person? What if somebody sees me tell him this? And what if I? What if somebody sees this interaction? You know, what? What's the? Why am I doing this? Why after um, twenty plus years am I revisiting this? Um, And I don't, I don't have an answer for that, but I will say this. There is a scripture in the Bible that says, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. And I think he's ta- I think the Bible is talking about pressing past fear. I don't think that he's saying or that the Bible is saying um, that fear does not exist once you're a Christian. I don't believe that. I believe that God is very aware of the multitude of emotions that come with being human, that come with being flesh and man, um, and that his the goal in this walk is to be strong and courageous and to press past the barrier of fear. But in order to press past something like that, you have to acknowledge that it's there. And that is what today is about. That is what tonight is about. The acknowledgement that fear exists. The acknowledgement that rape exists, that sexual molestation exists, that sexual assault exists. Um, And maybe in a few, you know, few weeks and once this kind of dies down then we'll revisit this and we'll talk about it again um where we'll be able to kind of delve into my experience a little bit more um but to answer the question maquinta have you ever experienced rape or sexual assault the answer is yes um once when i was a very young girl um, well, a few times when I was a young girl in comparison, um, but the one that sticks out in my memory right now the most, um, is when I was 13. Um, so yeah, when I was 13, um, I was raped, um, by a guy that was well known in our family and my family at the time. Um, and fast forward to me getting married and the relationship that I've built with my husband, um, has suffered tremendously 
because of those experiences. Um, My relationships that I have now that I build or struggle to build are a direct correlation to um, my experience in that space of not understanding not being fully aware of what that meant of what was happening um knowing consistently that it was wrong um but not knowing how to get past that point um and i remember (laughs) i remember um before i was 13 um i was in the third or fourth grade and I had been raped prior to that um so I was about eight or nine I believe and um I was at my girlfriend's house or my best friend's house you know fourth grade you have best friends and you do sleepovers and things like that and hopefully she's listening um she's listening to this podcast and I told her I said hey oh this has happened to me this 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 and this and we said it kind of I said it kind of in passing Um, And I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, snap, I've told somebody that's like, she doesn't know me personally. Like, this is just a friend. And we went to sleep and life happened. And two days later, her mother went to my mother and told my mother that this had happened. Um, And I just was so ashamed like oh my god this is the worst thing in the world this is absolutely awful and I remember that feeling of just disgust and guilt um and I remember that same feeling when I was 13 um having that same you caused this feeling or are you sure this really happened um and I know as an adult, I have had that same thought, like, McCourt, are you sure this actually happened to you? Like, are you making it up? Like, there's nobody that you can call. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. When you get shot or you're in a fight or you've been robbed or somebody steals from you or breaks into your house you can go back and call so-and-so who was in the house with you or you can go back and say oh yeah remember this happened and this that and the third when you have been sexually assaulted in this way You can't call on anyone. You're alone in this. You are by yourself. It's not something you'll be able to call. It's not like a memory where you can call your family and say, hey, you remember when this, that, and the third happened and you laugh about it and be like, yeah, that was a rough time. No, you get memory. You get people that say things like, well, I mean, I remember something, but I don't know. I don't really know what all happened. Because nobody wants to be associated with that time. 
Rape isolates you, just like fear does. Fear isolates you. It keeps you bound to yourself because you're so afraid of what to do or what could possibly change this anything. How fear just, it limits your ability to move. Just like rape does. It limits your ability to move. There's a um, there's a part at the end of Unbelievable, and all of the guys, victims, are in court. And this one lady says, "If I just knew what it was, what the thing was that made you pick me, if I just knew what that one thing was, then I would stop doing it." But I don't know what it is. So I've just stopped doing everything. That's what it did. For me. Being molested at a young age. Gave me. A desire of something. I desired something my mind wasn't mentally able to process my body wasn't wasn't physically able to process my spirit wasn't able to maneuver through it wasn't mature enough so being sexually exposed at such a young age gave me an insatiable desire of something i was never supposed to have yet here i am at 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 years old being labeled as promiscuous or slutty or a tramp or nasty or fast when in actuality all I'm trying to do is satisfy this unwilling desire of something not only I cannot get to because it's only ever come to me but it's a desire for something my body doesn't is not even supposed to have at the moment I don't know I don't know how fear, how to get past fear, except for being grounded in the promises of God. And it's okay if you don't, if you don't, if you don't believe that, you know, if you're not in the same belief system as I am. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, right, that the only way I've been able to successfully love my children to successfully love my husband to build standing relationships with my husband or my children or my family or friends or strangers the only way I'm I'm able to give all of myself the way that I am is because of God because of his unmoving, unwavering love for me. 
I've had to solely put my trust in the promise that he made me in order to not go crazy. And it is a daily, it is a daily, never-ending, you're okay, you can do this. The sufferings of this present time cannot compare. Like it's constantly reciting and repeating and pushing and coaching myself into a healthy space. Um, And some people would say, girl, it's been 20 years. Like, seriously, get over it. Like, get over it. And to them, I would say, I have. I have. I am functioning. I'm well. I love. I trust. Um, I engage. I console. I give. I, you know, all these things. So, yeah, I've gotten over it. But it hasn't gone away. Right? That's the beautiful part about hurdles. Like, hurdles never actually move. You just get over them. In the race, the hurdle does not move. At the end of the race, the racer can stop at the finish line, turn around, and guess what they'll see? They'll still see the hurdles. They'll still see them. That's what this is. I think that's the good news, right? That fear and rape are hurdles. And in your statement of just get over it, you can answer. I can answer. Oh, I got over it. I jumped the hurdle, cleared it even with good success. Not all of them. Some of them I clipped myself at the end. (laughs) Some of them I fell, but I got over it. It does not, me getting over it does not move the actual hurdle. It's just the one that's not in front of me anymore. I hope that helps somebody. I hope that my little 30-minute sessions help you. Or at least, if it doesn't help, it lets you know that these things happen to real people. And I'm not a celebrity. Um, I'm not famous. I'm not... uh, Well, listen, I pray the Lord is uh, moving in that way that he'll make me rich and famous not famous just rich how about that (laughs) financially prosperous um but i am a real person with real life emotions and real life struggles and i battle those things every single day every single day i have to say god did not give me the spirit of fear and i have to gird up and armor up and press past that barrier of daily fear the daily belief that someone or something is dangerous and could likely cause pain the definition of fear has just blown my mind today like I wish you guys could see my face (laughs) like oh my gosh Fear is very real. 
your ability to conquer it on a regular basis is very real. It is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, a real life possibility. You can do this. Rape, sexual assault, molestation is very real. It is very real. Your ability to conquer it is a very much a possibility. Is it hard? Yes. God knows it is one of the most difficult things to get over, to move past, to live with, to walk with. Um, Is it possible? Yeah. Will you have a happy, prosperous life? Absolutely. I have. I laugh every single day. Sometimes I'm laughing at corny jokes that my children tell. Sometimes I have to force a laugh. Sometimes I make myself laugh. I laugh every single day. I also consciously make decisions to have a great day. And maybe this isn't for everybody. Maybe everybody is not, um, not maybe I'm for sure, everybody is not here. Everybody is not in the place where they can say, this has happened to me and I'm okay. And let me be clear about this. Because I'm okay does not mean that it didn't happen. Because I am okay does not mean that it didn't happen. That is so important. Um, my goal for us this week is to trust people. Give people the benefit of the doubt that they are not at a space that you want them to be when you want them to be and that they're still a good person. That they still have their good intentions. That they still have a good heart. That they still are endeavoring to be better every single day. People are not the downfall of life. They just are not. It is okay to love wholeheartedly, without condition, without expectation, just to love because it's our job, because you want somebody to love you in your mess. You want, when you are looking crazy, okay, you wake up and your hair is all flat on one side and it's puffed out on the other side and you only got one lash on, you want somebody to love you. You don't want nobody to be like, oh, well, I'm going to love them. As soon as you put both them lashes on and flat on her hair, then I'm going to get her together. I'm going to definitely love her for real then. No. You want somebody to love you even though you think you can't, you fell short. You came up short. You forgot to do something. Right? You didn't make it somewhere on time. You didn't make it somewhere at all. 
you said you would and you didn't okay it happens life happens life happens it happens every single day it's happening regularly and your standard of person is based off of your expectation your personal dream you can't hold somebody accountable for a standard you didn't tell them about and if they don't meet the standard it doesn't make them a trash person it just makes them a person because guess what shocker you don't meet everybody's standard and guess what i still love you i still love you it happens do we like everybody no people are different and it's hard to like somebody that you don't necessarily understand or is strange or whatever it don't make them any less a person doesn't make them any less a good person at that I challenge you to love past your expectation of people today. Trust past your own personal ability to trust somebody doing what you want them to do. That's my challenge for today. I love you. I always will. I always, always, always will. I want to know who you are. I want to hear your voice. I want to get to know you. It's never going to change. I'm going to say it as much as possible until I know millions and millions and millions of people. Is it millions of you listening yet? I hope so. Um, I pray that you hear this and that it sparks something in you. It may not be your personal situation, but it's happening to somebody somewhere, whether it be fear or rape or rape and fear. One of the two, if not both, has happened to somebody you know or even to you. And you are okay. You are so capable. You are so strong. You are so ready. You are so great. You can do this. You can push past. So tell me who you are. I love you. Come follow me again. I'm on Facebook, um, Maquinta Islam, and I'll spell it for you, M-A-Q-U-I-N-T-A, last name I-S-L-A-M, or you can follow the podcast at Just Ask Nana Podcast on Facebook. We don't have an Instagram yet, and we're working on a website, but don't let that stop you. I want to hear your thoughts. I love you. I love you. I love you. Until next time, have an amazing, amazing day.